You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. On Inside Black and Gold, I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. Thanks for listening, as always. This segment, I just want to get straight into it. Jameis Winston talking in the locker room for the first time since re-signing. You know, it's because he's now the backup. We don't talk to him all the time. It's kind of a strange transition. You don't typically go from starting quarterback, guy who talks to the media basically every week after every game. Now he's just a guy in the locker room who... It's kind of weird when he talks because he doesn't have any starting quarterback information to share, but he he had probably the longest interview I've ever heard for a non-starting quarterback in the locker room this week. And he was asked, you know, why'd you come back? Why did you make the decision to stay here? He said a lot of interesting things. And so without further ado, here is a good chunk of that interview. I, I believe in this team that we have, great defense, great offense. And uh, and last year, you know, we had a lot of opportunities to bring up some games. But uh, with the addition to Derek, I think he's going to bring a, a lot of good things to this team. How do you feel? Uh, I'm getting healthy, man. But I, I feel good. I'm still working. It's going to be a working process. But uh, I'm just excited that it's football season. I'm excited that uh, we get to go out there and toss the ball around. And uh, everyone just is back. You know, it's getting closer to my dream. Man. Yeah. Which injury has sort of still has to get back to 100%? Uh, I think the main thing is my overall health. Uh, so I, I'm just going to continue to, to work on that. I, I can't uh, really get particular with you on, because uh, over, overcompensation or other things has sure. opened up other stuff. But uh, the main thing is just focusing on uh, getting back holistically healthy so I can be my best uh, when the opportunity presents itself. What have been your early impressions of Derek? Uh, I think he's a fun-loving guy. Uh, I think uh, he, he's a great he's a great leader. He he's uh, he's relatable to everybody. Uh, he's high energy uh, and he's just very bright. What are some things about him that you learned that you didn't know like, before he got here? Uh, it's, not, it's not much that I, that I, that I didn't know uh, about him. Me and him are pretty close until when we came into this league. So I always uh, look from afar, I always admire him as a, as a quarterback, and he's done some great things. Uh, I'm just happy that he gets the opportunity uh, to have a great defense and uh, get a chance to team up with, with Pete Carmichael in this offensive scheme and, and, and do what he does best, and that's throw that ball. You said you trust this organization. You're familiar with this organization. Was there anything that had to be mended or? sit down and talk and feel good about you know where you two were after last year I know there was some question about you know you know your role and, and how it's communicated to you and stuff well well because I think whether it's is upstairs or in in, in my like my accountability my accountability is to the best dependability is availability and uh, the past you know three years or so I've, I've been banged up you know so uh, the leadership you know they have to continue to, to move forward and uh, and I just know uh, when I first got here into this organization that we 
we're gonna have you know some of the top players. We're gonna have uh, some some of the best coaches. So uh, in, in terms of trusting this organization, I just know this organization, uh, especially uh, during the Sean Payton era, uh, has been very successful. And uh, Dennis has brought uh, has basically carried that over uh, because he is uh, built to be a successful head coach. So for me, my accountability is just focusing on my health and being ready when that opportunity uh, presents itself. Is there anything you're doing differently, training wise, to help get healthier? The biggest thing, like I just had, I just had some rough injuries. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it takes time with, with those things, but uh, obviously, just my training regimen uh, isn't as strenuous as it has, as it has been uh, over the past few years. Mm -hmm. uh, just to, to get some mobility things and, and things like that. But uh, what's important is that we back playing football uh, and we're here. So uh, once you're here, you gotta gotta show up and show out. Yeah, and so there's Jameis. He looks good. He looks mobile. But one thing that I thought was interesting, he said, is that he still is not 100%, which I think to some extent when he says that, he means like he's never going to be 100% and that right. like you're always working on something or other. He said he want like his goal was to have his legs be as fresh as when he first came into the league as, you know, a 22-year-old or whatever he was, which, you know, it's probably unreasonable to expect that. But either way, I do think that when when you're talking to him and he's explaining why he came back, part of the reason is I think he needs to prove to other teams that he is healthy before he feels like he can go out and get a chance to be a starting quarterback. And he needs to yeah, prove to himself that he's healthy. Yeah, and earn a, a good paycheck. Uh, obviously, you're, he's getting paid pretty well to be a backup, but it ain't starter money. Right. Like I think there was a reasonable situation that you could have projected where he went and got a starting job and made less this year then he's making with the Saints. <laughs> and, like if you like if you go if you went to Carolina and like was the bridge for Justin Fields, right? Or, or another situation like that. You know, I, I don't know. Like I think if when he goes and tries to be a starter in the NFL, he wants to feel like he has a legitimate shot to be a starting quarterback for that team and not just be, okay, I'm gonna start four games and they're gonna they're gonna undermine me at every turn because this team isn't ready to win. And then I'm gonna get, you know, Bryce Young's gonna take over. Right, that's what Andy Dalton signed on for this year. Like he knows he's not the long-term starter for that team, um, but Jameis still sees himself as being a starting quarterback in the NFL. It's what he said in this interview. Like he still believes he's a starting quarterback. He's only 29. There are NFL players, NFL quarterbacks who you know have made their mark in their 30s. Kurt Warner is a good example of a guy who you know kind of got kicked off a team twice and then ended <laughs> up making a Super Bowl with the Cardinals. It's just an opportunity thing in a lot of cases. Jeff Garcia is a good example of a guy who kind of was a freelancer and then showed up on a team that had a playoff ambition. So I think that for Jameis, this season for him is just being ready. The Saints know fully well how important it can be to have a winning caliber backup quarterback, a backup quarterback that can go in and win you games, not even in as a starter, just in relief. And so they're, you know, like we, I keep hearing rumors like, oh, maybe they'll trade him for this and that. Like the Saints kept him around in part because of the cap situation, but also in part because Derek Carr goes down in the second quarter of a game and Jameis has to go in there. You feel like he can go in and go win it. You know, we saw it happen in Atlanta last year. Like he has the ability to go in and go take a game in the fourth quarter. And, you know, I think that's kind of where he's at. And if he can do that, if he gets opportunities this year and he shows out, then maybe this time next year we're talking about, oh, okay, he's taking over for the Raiders. He's taking over for the Dolphins. Like, what if Tua has another run of head injuries and has to retire? Like, suddenly there's an opening in Miami with an offense that loves to move the ball around. I yeah, the, the, the trade talk to me, uh, I, I don't get it. Uh, there's no way 
that this team and what we're expecting them to be a quote-unquote contender is going to turn to Jake Hayner, you know, his rookie season and just throw him to the Wolves. If if that scenario happens where you have a Derek Carr go down, you need to have Winston on the roster. He's obviously familiar with the team's offense and what they're doing. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, he's had to deal with those injuries that have kept him off the field. He knows it. And I don't know, uh, we've talked about it a ton too, that he's done nothing but be a great teammate. Um, I think it's good that he stuck around with this team for the sheer fact of you need to have that reliable guy that's been around the block and knows what he's doing. I'm not saying that Jay Kaner can't be that person next year, but I don't want to, I don't want to put that on the rookie this season. If something were to happen kind of deal. I agree with that. And I think the saints are in a similar situation to where the 49ers were last off season, <laughs> right? Where it's like, I think everyone kind of looked at them like, why are you keeping Jimmy Garoppolo? Are you crazy? You're not just going to trade him for whatever you can get. Right. And like, it's just similar to the 49ers. I think that the saints would probably would trade Jameis, but they'd have to be blown away by an offer. That offer never came last year to the 49ers, at least not one that they were willing to, to accept. And I don't expect that offer to come to the Saints. People kind of treat players like pieces on a chessboard. And in reality, changing teams as a quarterback is very difficult to do. In terms of learning that new system in one offseason, learning all the terminology, especially getting to the game late, as Jameis would be if a team traded for him midway through training camp, that's not an easy situation to to deal with. And there's a reason it doesn't happen very often. And there's a reason that when it does happen, it rarely works. Look at Baker Mayfield last year. You think the Panthers were happy with what they got out of him? That's why when he went to the Rams and he won that game against the Raiders on that crazy fourth quarter comeback, everyone was like, wow, he got here on Tuesday. How did he do this? It's because he doesn't even know the play calls. How is he calling the plays? Like, uh, anyway, it's it's a very unlikely scenario to see a quarterback get traded from the Saints this offseason. Have and, you seen some of the Tampa Bay quarterback footage from OTAs? Yeah, they just look like a train wreck. Oh, and I mean, man, that makes me even more sick about that week three game. I know Baker didn't win the game for the Panthers, but they still ended up beating the Saints. And I was like, how the hell did you do that? Well, they did that because Alvin Kamara fumbled for a touchdown. I mean, think about and, that. Like, and then you let LaVishka Chennault get loose. And right. Like, oh. Those two plays lost you that game. And that's yeah. when you, you hear coaches and all the coach speak about every play matters and it's a game of inches and it's a, it's that close. Those two plays, that was the game. Because the Saints offense was unable to move the ball. It was in large part because Jameis should have never been on the field. It's why the next week he didn't play. And like that's what happens. And so that's why it is important to execute. And when you talk about a guy, does, it's like, oh, he doesn't know the words. He doesn't know the terminology. Like, that's not what you want to cost you a game. And you've seen how simple it can be in terms of men. All of a sudden, that's 14 points against you on two plays that were kind of freak plays that you could have prevented in a game where you probably weren't scoring 17. So, yeah, like every every element matters. So you hear teams preach special teams like, yeah, that matters. It's important. It can change a game. Look at the Super Bowl. Look at Kadarius Tony taking that ball down to the one on that punt. That changed that game for the Chiefs. Anyway, I am interested to see how Jameis operates. And I don't think a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL would be able to thread the needle he's trying to thread here and not be a detriment in the locker room. Like, there are players who have done it. Jimmy Garoppolo did a fine job of it last year. It happens. But it is unusual and you have to give him credit for the maturity that is required to have your job taken away 
and have the option to leave and be like, you know what, this is the best situation for me this year. I'm going to stick around. You know, he 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 was he's given every opportunity to be like, no, this team screwed me over, right? Even Mike Triplett in that interview was yeah. like, hey, do you have anything you'd like to air out? And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. And so that's cool. Yeah, and obviously, you know, it seemed a bit odd last season. I don't know if, if you want to say the Saints done, Jameis wrong kind of deal, but I did not expect him to be back this season after what transpired last year, you know, him being anointed the starting quarterback and then whatever transpired afterwards with him getting hurt and then not getting the job back when he seemed like he was healthy enough. But yeah, it's going to be something to, to watch Jameis. I think that if that time does come for him, uh, obviously it'll be really interesting to see how he responds because yeah, even being the backup quarterback, if we don't see him all year, how's he going to get paid in the future kind of deal? How, when is, a team going to be able to unload some money and trust him to be their starter. I just don't know and see that happening. He's still not that old though, either. 29. Yeah. I mean, he's like as a quarterback and this is one question. I don't think it was in that clip that we played, but it was one question that was asked that I think is a good point is, you know, when you're a quarterback, you do have the luxury of saying, you know what, I'll take a season and just kind of figure it out because you can play way into your 30s. You know, like one of the things that should be possible for Jameis is get healthy and at age 30 have actual prospects of, okay, this team needs a starting quarterback. It could be me. As a running back, you hit 30, no one's looking at you twice. You might be a backup. You might be Adrian Peterson going and freelance for the Saints for two games and then they're like, yeah, we like Alvin. That's your prospect as a running back, even as a wide receiver. Like you, you're, you're, it's hard to like DeAndre Hopkins market is going to be fascinating to me because I don't know if it's going to be what everyone expects it to be. Um, he's a guy who's been dealing with a lot of injuries. He's getting up there in age. And is he going to command a, a major deal? Is he going to command like a Devonte Adams type contract? I don't know. But as a quarterback, you know, you can do that. You can get healthy. And I think for Jameis, it's more about when he does take a stab at that job, he wants it to be a situation where he feels like he can do it at 100%. The team is getting a good chance, and he is getting his best shot at earning that job. <laughs> this is also the first offseason in a while, I mean, since Drew Brees, that this Saints team is trying to prepare a starting quarterback in the first year in this system. Good point, right. With Jameis, he had a full year sitting behind Drew so that when he started in week one, he was ready. Like, he had yeah. it. Like, there was no question whether he understood the system. There was a question whether he could execute the system. Even last year with Andy Dalton, like, you could say, okay, it was his first year, but he sat for three games, right? Like, he got to watch it. He didn't have to go out there week one and prove that he knew the system. He got to deal with it for three games and then go out there, which is an advantage, right? <laughs> That's not what you're doing with Derek Carr. So I think it is actually a significant advantage. And when you talk about why did they keep Jameis around, I think Jameis is going to be very helpful for Derek Carr. It's going to be a very, very useful resource for him that I think the Saints were ready to take advantage of, and it was just a question of whether Jameis wanted it. And like you hear Jameis talk about it, and he is very supportive of Derek Carr. He's always been a big fan, as he said. And this is what he had to say on the quarterback room, which I thought was another another good comment that we can get into. It's the NFL, you know. Uh, you know, they say they say not for long. You know, you could be in and out of this league, but uh, I'm I'm happy uh, and, and grateful. You know that I I know we got the best quarterback room in the NFL. You know, by far. 
But uh, you know, we this this uh, this division is wide open, and you know, winning the division championship is on our mind. Like we have to, we have to do that, and uh, we have a veteran quarterback. I mean, we got to, we probably have to over this quarterback room uh, uh, throughout the division. So uh, this is a great opportunity for us to uh, take our highs. And, and eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Build on it. So do they? Do they have the best quarterback room in the NFL? What do you think? <laughs> That's what I started going through in my head right now, and I'm trying to think of all the backups to even, like, you know, your, your obviously elite teams uh, or elite quarterbacks in the NFL, and nothing's really jumping off to me. I do think it's a great scenario. I don't know if it's the best one, obviously, in the NFL. Well, yeah, it, it's – I think when you make that comment, you're valuing the backup highly yes. in terms of – because I don't think anyone's going to argue that Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the NFL. But it's like, okay, are you talking like uh, Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley? Like, you know, yeah. like that's kind of thing. You know, like Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor last year. Meh. And, and also, does it matter? Right? Like, if you get to your backup quarterback, where are you? You know, maybe Trey Lance, Brock Purdy is a good example of like either one could start. But if you're valuing the depth of your quarterback room, it probably means that the quarterback starting isn't good enough anyway. So I don't know. I think it's interesting. It's an interesting point because, you know, you look at the 49ers last year, by the end of the season, it was like, okay, can Brock Purdy do it? You know, like midway through the season, like, okay, can Jimmy Garoppolo do it? Um, And if your team is good enough, you can get it done with multiple guys. But I appreciate the approach that Jameis has taken. Uh, And that's kind of where this is all kind of boiling. I found it, Jeff. Behind Joe Burrow is Trevor Simeon this year. Is he? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, People give Jeff Trevor Simeon crap, and we're talking about backup quarterbacks right oh. now. He did his job as well as you could hope for. And I get it. He lost all four of his starts. But in the two games he went into as a backup quarterback, he went out there and won. And that's your job. When he was asked to be the starting quarterback, he did not succeed. When he was asked to be the backup quarterback, he was excellent. And he did it against the Falcons and he did it against the Bucs, two division games that you needed to win. And when he did it, there was still hope. Like you could say, oh, they didn't make the playoffs. But when he went out there and beat the Falcons, at that point, you thought they were going to make the playoffs, right? Like they, the Rams had to blow a lead against the 49ers. Like the Saints won that game and everyone was thinking at that point, man, Trevor Simeon got us into the playoffs and he was going to have to start that playoff game because Taysom Hill went down with the list Frank injury. So yeah, I mean, like that's the difference. Like, Sure, Jameis, I don't know where he's going to be as a backup quarterback, but like, I'm not asking how he can be as a starter. I'm asking how he can be in relief. And I think Trevor Simeon, if he didn't have to start a game that season, we'd be like, wow, what a great backup quarterback, right? Like, If Jameis went down with a knee injury, but then he was healthy the next week and started and then maybe got hurt again, 
like that would have been a different story. And we would have been like, wow, Trevor Simeon, what a legend, <laughs> you know? You know what? We didn't get to see him do anything, I don't think, last year in Chicago, huh? He just rode the pine. So. I think Justin Fields played the whole season. Right. He got That's the one thing with Andy Dalton last year. He fully did not expect to, to take snaps. We came in. We've talked about this, too. He was like, yeah, I'm the backup to Jameis. Now he goes to Carolina thinking he's going to be the backup to the, the rookie over there. And they were talking about, oh, no, we're going to go with Andy to start kind of thing. Well, you know, it's funny. We talk about Trevor Simeon. We never actually saw Andy Dalton be a backup. We only saw him as the starter. And we've actually seen Jameis as a backup. We saw him and he went and won a game as a backup. So he has some experience doing it. That was in 2020. He came in at halftime against the 49ers and he went and won that game. The next week they went with Taysom Hill as the starter. So realistically speaking, we actually have seen Jameis play successfully. I wouldn't say he had his best game, but did come in and go win a game as a backup. And that's where you really want to see. Anyway, we've gone for a long time on Jameis here. Um, This is probably going to be the only time we talk about him this entire offseason because I don't think he's going to talk about on this. (laughs) Yeah. Either way, you know, like I like Jameis. I'm glad to see him still around. I enjoy talking to him. So uh, hopefully, hopefully if the Saints end up needing him at any point this season, he can do it. Yeah, if anything, he brings a little lightheartedness and fun to some post, you know, in your locker room interviews. Fun, dude. Agreed. All right, let's wrap that segment up. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about another hot sizzling Bobby Bear take. I would say it's hotter than the one we've already talked about. <laughs> um, it's about Alante Taylor and Marshawn Lattimore. So keep it locked on Inside Black and Gold. 